Charleston, South Carolina's own Winner's Resurrection is reviving some ancient stories that might have been made stale to you while you were in Sunday school. It's going to be an awesome addition tonight with Winner's Resurrection from Charleston, South Carolina. That's right. May 13th is coming right up and check this out. This Saturday, I am going to be out and up from this desk. Yes, I do have legs and a torso. You don't see them on Thursday nights, but I do have them. I will be at the Raw Coffee Company. Yes, Raw Coffee Company at 110 South Goose Creek Boulevard from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. And we're going to be selling tickets. And here's the deal. You're going to be able to get tickets. Cheaper than a dozen eggs. You're going to be able to get two tickets for $10. This is a special raw coffee company deal. And hey, if you can't make it out there, you'll see our fancy little QR code over there on the side of the screen. Go ahead and scan that. That will take you directly, directly to the Eventbrite page, and you'll be able to get your tickets there. So from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m., I will be out at the raw coffee company, and I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be a great, uh, great event and great time. And you know what's going to make it even more special is I'm going to have some friends. Yes, I have friends, believe it or not. They're going to be out there with me. Ziggy, who's going to be at Rockfest, is going to be there. And Will from Suffering Gift. And they're going to be doing some songs uh, while we're out there. So here's the deal. When you come out to Rockfest, you're going to be able to see this band, Winner's Resurrection. And they just released a new song entitled Ancient Ones. And this is what it sounds like.
is absolutely amazing, and I've got them with me right here. And wow, look at that. You get to see my whole YouTube, uh, <laughs> everything that I watch on YouTube right there. There we go. And there they are, Winner's Resurrection. That is their new song, Ancient Ones. And you will be able to see that live on stage at Get Revelation Rock Fest on May 13th. Ticket information is scrolling below me. And trust me, trust me, it sounds just as good live as it does on the recording because they played at Rockfest 2021. Michael, Robert, Philip, it's so good to have you guys back. Oh, let me get your audio up. There you are. Good to have you guys back. <laughs> good to have some audio. Yeah. Yeah, that's half the battle around here. <laughs> you got the video and the audio going on. Man, that song is just so unique on many different levels. And it's just different. You kind of took a risk with that one, uh, with all the animal sounds, which we'll talk about later on. But how did this song come about? Because it's just so different. So originally, um, a friend of mine and I wrote an instrumental. And uh, it was kind of a guitar instrumental, you know, kind of born out of the days of, uh, you know, like Ingve and, and all those guys that, were like the guitar heroes and everything. And it just, I, Robert liked it. I started updating the music, you know, kind of bringing it into the modern era because it was a really, really old recording. And he just, he loved it. I gave it to him and, you know, we get into the, the, uh, the, the theme of the song, what the lyrics are about and everything, obviously we're going to get into that later, but it was just something I kind of felt like, um, you know, with the Middle Eastern mode that it goes in and everything else, it just, you know, kind of screamed, um, I think it was God present on me, screamed to biblical to me. Yeah, very biblical. And if you go, you know, if you listen historically, what music sounded like back in the day, of these forefathers of the faith and the fathers of the faith that you're singing about. That's what music, uh, music sounded like. And, um, Ted H99 is watching and says, hello. Thank you, Ted. Thanks for joining yeah. us on the live stream tonight. We've got our friends winners resurrection here. And, you know, when I listened to the song, it's like you packed like 80% of the old Testament into one song. I mean, it's a, it's a heavy lift lyrically. Who are each of the ancient ones that you're speaking of in this song? Who, who are they? Well, it's kind of interesting because when, when Mike presented the music and it was instrumental, he had it for quite a while. And then he said, hey, let's try to make it a song with, with vocals. And he already had the idea of ancient ones and he wanted it biblical. And we wanted to look at iconic figures in the Bible. And so we ended up um, not on purpose. I, we we looked at lots of different figures in the Bible and I did a lot of research and I just went all the way back to Noah, Moses, and then David. And, and that's who we chose. It could have been quite a few different people, yeah. Yeah. Um, but those, those are the ones that kind of came to the forefront. And Mike and I have talked about a little bit, you know, with going all the way back to Noah thinking God told him to build an ark. Now, if he told you to build an ark, would you get out in your front yard and start doing that? Or you think the neighbors would call the cops and the psych wards? <laughs> I mean, strange enough as it is, but that was obedience 
that that was faith. That was an incredible thing of someone who most people may have thought was just an ordinary guy. It's just Noah. And it didn't, he didn't build it in a day. It took him a long time, but he remained faithful. So we, we like that aspect. And of course, going to Moses, here he is. If, if someone were to tell us, gather your family and friends and you need to leave now and you need to take them somewhere out in the desert, who, who's going to have that kind of faith in this day and age? I mean, that's, that's huge. These, these were people that, that did accomplish things of magnitude, massive things. And then David, in particular for me, was someone who was clearly imperfect, who sinned, but God still used him, which gives me hope. <laughs> that means it gives I, all us hope. I, I, yeah. I, I might have a shot here. Um, <laughs> so it, it was nice looking at those that here are some people that, that listened to God, that were faithful, some over a very long period of time, trying to accomplish things that most of us, I, I don't know that I'd have the wherewithal and the strength to follow something like that. Yeah. Um, and that, that, those were huge accomplishments. Yeah. But Robert, I'd like to encourage you that you are doing that. Michael, you're doing that. And Philip, you're doing that with what you're doing with Winner's Resurrection. I mean, at this point in, in life for you guys, you know, most people are just thinking about kicking back and retiring and going and fishing and you're going out and you're, spreading the gospel. You're encouraging people through your music. It's, it's being done. You're being obedient in that. And I want to encourage you in that. And God still speaks that way to people for points of obedience. Um, you know, a lot of times I hear people say, well, you know, if God spoke to me like Noah, I'd go ahead and do it. It's not a matter of God's not speaking to us. He is. It's a matter of us listening and hearing. And you guys have been very obedient with the music that you've been putting out. We have to take a quick break and we're going to be right back. And we're going to talk more about these men of the Old Testament uh, and their faith because it's really worth looking at. But we have to take a quick Get Revelation Rock Fest update break. Get Revelation Rock Fest 2023 update. Look at that. The screen has changed. And there is Callie from... Fat cat painting, and she's got her mute, uh, her mic muted right now. She just go off of mute so we can hear. It. There we go. Welcome, <laughs> hello, to- right, Callie. It's good to see you. Nice to see you. So you're going to be at Get Revelation Rock Fest, and you're bringing some of your art with you. Can you tell us about fat cat painting and show us some of the some of the work that you've done? Okay. Well, um, I teach um, in person paint parties, and I also um, sell art kits and um, color sheets. And as far as the art kits, I usually do them kind of, well, <laughs> that's a little bit bright, I guess. Oh, there it is. Yeah. So, and it comes with, and it'll come with all the paints that you need to use and the instructions on how to get them out of the paint pillow. Oh, nice. And, um, you know, they're just all different. You know, from basic to, you know, just a little bit more. I tried to take them out of the plastic because I was afraid. Oh, of okay. Yeah, I get the idea, though. That is really cool. And um, then as far as, like, my color sheets, you know, I've got horses. I've got unicorns. I've got dogs and cats. And I've got, um, there's the unicorn. Aww. <laughs> um, you know, they're just all different, you know. Mermaid, yeah. Let's see. Um, 
of course, you know, you can't go anywhere without guitars. Oh, the guitar. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and of course I got koalas. And... Oh, that is a cute koala. Can you do a raven for us? I can. Oh, that would be awesome. I would love that. I would love that. And you're going to be at Get Revelation Rock Fest. You're going to be set up as one of our vendors. We thank you for joining us in this adventure that's going to be happening on May 13th. And as you see below, you can get your tickets at Lithos Cry. That's L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y.com. Callie, I saw you rocking out to Winner's Resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you doing it. I'm. Are, are yes, you excited sir. about seeing them on stage? <laughs> I am excited, yes. Yes, yes. I, I mean, talk about just amazing. I mean, they're, they're packing like the entire Old Testament into one song. Right. I mean, yeah. where were they when I was in seminary? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Callie, we are looking forward uh, to having you at Rockfest. It's Fat Cat Painting. Check them out. Do you have a website, Callie, that people can go to? Um, actually, I just have Facebook. Well, I have Fat Space Cat Space Painting on Facebook. And then Fat Cat Painting is one word on um on Instagram and also on Twitter, on, um, I love my brain on, um, TikTok. There's so many TikTok. Okay. <laughs> there's so many social media things now. It gets kind right. of right. I just got on TikTok, so there's not very much on there to see. <laughs> it's mainly Instagram and Facebook. All right. So check her out and uh, be ready to come and get some of this great uh, artwork that she's got at Fat Cat Painting at Get Revelation Rock Fest on May 13th. Callie, until we see you on May 13th, peace out and rock on. Peace out and rock on. Thank Bye. you. All right. We're going to bring the guys back from Winter's Resurrection. There they are. And hey, we got comments coming in and Ted 99's H99 says, doing a great job, folks. Look at that. So, you know, with these men in the Old Testament. I think you kind of touched upon it just a few minutes ago that you sing of in the ancient ones. Why do you, th why is it so important for you today to draw our attention to these individuals? Well, I think today we are so, um, there, there's so much in television and the movies and in music um, that just bombards us daily and the world has lost track of where we came from and who laid the groundwork and some of this stuff just gets pushed by the wayside and and, and you know what they accomplished what moses and noah did and what david did um I, i'm not sure i'm seeing people do stuff like that now um people some people like to um, pat themselves on the back for doing things. And I'm like, that's nothing like what Noah did. Nothing. Um, they, they were the foundation. They did so much. Um, and if we can't find inspiration from them, I don't know where we're going to find it. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. And Teresa Kendall, thank you for joining the live stream this evening. Big fan of Winter's Resurrection and looking forward to the upcoming event in Hanahan. Yes, uh, Teresa, we are looking forward to seeing you there as well. We're very excited about what God's doing and how he's bringing it together. This is our third annual Rock Fest, and last year, Winner's Resurrection wasn't able to join us, but they're back this year, and I'm so excited about them being on stage. I get the privilege of previewing all of their music before they put it out. I get these emails from Michael. <laughs> and every one of them is a treat and i feel like i'm back in the day when i was cool in high school in the 80s <laughs> listening to the good 80s rock like docking and scorpions and rat and all that good stuff but this is music that nourishes the soul 
It's so important what we have today. And, you know, Robert, what you say is so true about how our minds are bombarded with television, with social media. And, and here we are on social media, but we're using it, I believe, for what God intended it to be used for, is to spread his word and bring hope to people through the gospel. And cell phone, I, I don't know about you guys, but there are just sometimes I want to throw my cell phone out the door or the window because I'm just getting text message, text message, email, yeah. text message. And, you know, it's like a, a leash. It's like a chain. And all that stuff, it clouds our mind from hearing the voice, the voice of God. And something else you said, Robert, is going back to these ancient paths. When you sent me the sample of this song, when I listened to the, the demo of it, um, the symphonic metal band Epica just released a song a couple months ago before you guys put this one together. Sounds very similar in the beginning, and it's called The Code of Life. But the thing about their song is they're looking for the answers. They're wanting and longing to go back to those ancient paths. And you guys, with what you've done, is you've taken it and you've given the answer to the code of life, which is, which is so cool. So, you know, really when we take the time to study men like Noah, David, um, you know, Abraham, uh, that, that's another great father of the faith. You know, when we look at them through the eyes of scripture and not just the basic lessons we were taught in Sunday school, these men were very profound. I mean, they're just amazing people. Uh, they make any hero of mythology and any new age hero look really rather kind of lame, you know, in a lot of ways. You know, why do you think, you know, we've lost interest in these people. And where do you think the interest got lost? I mean, to me, you know, a couple, you know, before I was saved, if you told me Moses and Noah, yeah, Noah built the ark, yeah, Moses, Exodus, and I would have left it at that. Where did the wonderment, where did it get lost and how did it get lost in your opinion? Well, part of it is just the whole superficial nature of television and movies. And, and they're, they're more looking for that uh, immediate, and temporary excitement of having uh, a, a movie so fantastical with all the CGI and effects. And I love those kind of movies, but they're like an escape from the world. They're not, they're not reaching back to the foundation and the, and the real principles of life. Um, so they, they just bombarded us with all these, these movies that take us to other places. Um, and I, and I, you know, you think about how long it took Noah to build that ark. Yeah. You know, they and I remember they came out with a new movie um, with the girl from Harry Potter that was <laughs> that was known. And I watched it, and it was a pretty good movie. But if they were to show what really happened, um, I think people want immediate satisfaction. They're gonna. They, I don't want to watch a movie where it takes this guy hundreds of days to build an ark. <laughs> you know, people people are impatient. This world yeah. is a rat race and everybody wants instant gratification. So let's go watch a two hour movie where, you know, it starts and finishes and wow, it's just wonderful. Instead of looking at someone that was faithful over hundreds of days and, and stayed the course. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like people um, want, want to watch something that uh, this person has a superpower that they, they get kind of pulled into, you know, like, like Superman flies and the flash is fast. And, um, I think, I think that's one of the reasons why they want instant, you know, something that's exciting from the get go. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, with the movies, I think you're right. And I had a pastor at one time that when he was talking about listening to the voice of God and seeing how God moves, he told me this. He's like, Glenn, it's not always a Cecil B. DeMille production. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the still small voice. Um, it's the small things that you see God in. And it's not going to be like, you know, Charlton Heston in the Ten Commandments every minute of the day. And I think we blow up in our mind. We have these expectations, or should I even say vain imaginations, of how God's going to work. And we set it according to that expectation. And if it doesn't meet that expectation, we're like, oh, that's God didn't say anything to me today or have me do anything. But it's that still small voice, and he moves sometimes in very subtle ways. And it's us to clue into it. It's not always going to be the grandiose parting of the Red Sea or somebody getting up on a mountaintop and, and proclaiming, you know, all those things did, did happen. But I think Hollywood sometimes embellishes and we get these images in our mind that are not 100% scriptural with things. And Teresa says, this will be my second year attending Get Revelation Rockfest. And thank you, Glenn, for putting all this together. Thank you, Teresa. That's a huge, huge encouragement uh, to me. Thank you. Philip, I see the thumbs up. You know, Teresa, here's here's a little fact. There were three people that kind of had this idea of Get Revelation Rock Fest, and one of them happens to be sitting there with the, the men of Winter's Resurrection. That was Philip. Uh, we were talking about uh, at one time uh, many years ago when my son Sam was playing the drums at the Pub 61 with his right. band. Um, he was like, hey, wouldn't it be cool to have a music festival at the Hanahan Amphitheater? I was like, yeah, that's kind of burning in my heart to do that. And then about a year later, our friend Ziggy from Charleston, South Carolina is like, hey, Glenn, uh, do you think we can do this? And little did I know what I was getting into. It's like building an ark. <laughs> it's like building an ark. And it's been tests of obedience and, and of faith. But the reward and the fruit of seeing people saved, seeing the gospel go forth and supporting artists like Winter's Resurrection. You know, it's so refreshing to see bands like this because there's so many that are in it just to get the deal, to get notoriety, to get fame. These men from Winter's Resurrection, they are giving their heart and their soul so that they can glorify Jesus through their music. You know, has there, you know, I just talked about me, you know, in, in Rockfest being like building an ark, and sometimes it feels like that. Has there any been any time in either of your lives where God has called you to do something in the, in the midst of you being obedient to your assignment, your mind and your heart's been drawn to scripture. It's like, oh yeah, this is kind of like what, you know, maybe David was called to do, or maybe Moses was called to do. And you've been able to draw encouragement from those, from those accounts of those men. For me, I think to be honest, um, I would feel embarrassed really to compare to myself to any of those guys, The, the, the little bits and pieces that God, kind of presses on my heart to do doesn't doesn't even compare you know in any kind of magnitude to what those guys did so i mean i tried to do my little part and do my best to hear what you know what he's pressing on me to do but yeah i, I couldn't compare to any of those guys yeah robert philip david um you know is it you know you know what he did um yeah said um uh, Bathsheba's um, husband out to war, and he um, had an affair with, I don't know, the guy, the soldier's wife and all. I mean, it gives me hope that I'm a sinner. I mean, Robert, I think Robert said something about that a while ago. David gives me hope because I'm 
are way short. Of, um, so he's just, uh, I guess, someone that I look up to, you know. That that is so encouraging, Robert. Any any for you? Well, like we already said, what they did, the magnitude is just yeah. incredible. So I don't know that I'll ever be able to do anything like that. But um, I did have some opportunities to kind of step out the box. Uh, mm. Church I was going to St. Mark, a little neighborhood church, and um, I had the opportunity to take a week off of work many years ago and serve as a teacher during vacation Bible school. And it was a little different because it was old, old stereotypical church and the okay. men took care of the finances in the church and the women took care of the kids. And I was like, well, I'm going to break the mold and I'm, I'm going to come in there. And they said, well, we got, we got a guy here. And then the next six years I directed vacation Bible school and it was just oh, wow. an incredible experience. Um, and it was so small compared to what N Moses and Noah and David did, but, for me, it was a chance to to step out of that stereotype and that mold and say, you know, I don't care what people think. And some of the people I work with, the fire department thought, you're taking a week off to do get vacation Bible school? I said, yeah, I am. And I said, you need to take a week off, too, and come join me. And I finally got one of the guys to actually join me one year, <laughs> which was really good. And I said, this is this is good stuff. Yeah. So, oh, that is that is great. You know, and even though that may, may have been a small, what you consider to be a small step for yourself, the impact that you might've had in some of those kids' lives was a big impact for them in doing that and seeing a man step up to the plate and, you know, be bold and break the stereotype and pour into them. That is, that is a really cool testimony. That is, that is awesome. You know, it, going back to the song itself, um, it's not just a song, it's really a soundscape. And, what caught me at the beginning was the animal sounds in the beginning. And I was like, man, Philip was really working hard in that closet. <laughs> animal sounds. But um, you have the animal sounds at the beginning. And then at the 139 mark, it breaks. It's just silence. And then a whole nother set of animals. What are you showing through the animals in the break in the silence? Honestly, um, the whole feel of the song when it originally came about, you know, as, as I kind of alluded to, was that kind of a Middle Eastern, um, you know, Mesopotamia, Egypt, that whole kind of cradle of civilization. And um, the addition of those sounds just, I don't know, it helped kind of give that feeling of, of you know, the, the cradle of civilization. Yeah. Um, there, there wasn't, I'd, I'd like to say there was some, you know, overwhelming thing from God that said, you must put these sounds in there. It's just, mm -hmm. it just kind of came up, you know, maybe I yeah. wasn't, I didn't realize it was at the time. Um, I wish there was some divine uh, intervention on that, but it was just an idea that popped up, you know, based off of the, the feel I was already getting from the music. 
definitely an inspired idea. It catches the ear. It's de- that ain't your mama's Christian rock. You know what I'm saying? I mean, very few bands would venture to do what you what you did with that because it it's like okay, it draws you in. I find it intriguing. It's like okay, where is this going? That was my first thought when I when I heard the demo that you sent to me. I was like, okay, where where are we going? Yeah, you know, this is this is really unique and different. And this track, Ancient Ones, is part of a larger project, an album that you have coming out entitled Exodus. And that's a really cool rock metal name. But uh, why why did you go with the title Exodus for this project? Well, we were talking about this earlier. And, and this, this is a, it goes all the way back to Providence. And... I think I told you a story before, and this is probably 30, 35 years ago. I was in a car with a good friend. He was another musician telling him about some of the neat things happening in my life. And I said, wow, these are really neat coincidences. And he, he stopped me and he said, Robert, because that's God's providence. That's not no coincidence. And it stunned me. And I was like, wow. And, and that was like 35 years ago. And from that point forward, I, I look at things very differently. So when we did the first album as Providence, part of what we had was that barren landscape and it's up in the mountain snow covered, but we put the roads in there. That goes back to vacation Bible school. When oh, wow. I did, um, it, it was me and a bunch of ladies that, that, you know, facilitated the whole week. And I would give each one of them a red rose. I always liked the real deep red because for me, symbolically, the red is symbolizes the blood that Christ shed for us. And I always made sure they had thorns. The places like, you want me to get thorns off? No, leave them on. I want thorns on there because of the crown of thorns. So when we put that rose on the cover for Providence, that's letting you know, no matter how desolate it looks, no matter how bad it is, God is present. So this is where I got to go back to Providence because I had talked to Philip and, and, and Mike, and I said, hey, the next released let's do a desert scene this was before ancient ones was written and we wrote about moses so i said okay let's do the desert i said but we got to put the rose in there once again no matter how desolate it may be god is present and then all of a sudden mike comes up with this thing and we write ancient ones and we have a verse about moses leading him out into the desert and then we said let's call it exodus so i can only go back and say that it wasn't a plan on our part, but was that God's providence leading us in that direction. Wow. And Exodus also has a deeper meaning for me because Exodus means you're leaving something behind. And I think God wants us to leave sin behind and move forward. So it has a a lot of layers to it for us, I think. Yeah, that, that is multi-layered. I had to do a dive um, in scripture when I saw the name, the title of this album. And when I was preparing for this edition, because the book of Exodus in the Torah is not named Exodus. It's named, these are the names based upon the names that are listed at the beginning. So I was like, what does, what does Exodus mean? And looking at what some of the commentators have written about a true Exodus, it's not just you leaving. This is what I found very interesting. It's not just you leaving, but it's God coming to get you to lead you to leave. It's mm-hmm. kind of a convergence where God is doing the he's doing the drawing as he always does and you're following him because you know if you look at it Moses he just 
didn't decide, hey, it's time for Israel to leave. We're going to go now because, you know, it, it looks like the time to go. God met with him and God met with Israel. And just imagine the faith of an entire nation, yeah. an entire nation to leave Egypt, which was pretty good. You know, they had leeks and onions and all that good stuff. And they knew their schedule. They knew what life was going to be like to go out in the desert. Because you remember after the Red Sea parted, they get out there like, what the heck did you bring us out here for? To die and to kill us? This is not the yeah. promised land that we that we expected. And Jesus even does it too, the Exodus in the New Testament. And the best example I can give is when he went to Peter and said, follow me. He was calling Peter out to leave the world and become a disciple. And Teresa is weighing in. She says, Robert, I will never look at the rose, at the, rose the same. Love your stories. Yes, thank you for that, Robert. Yeah. And I know what was going through Philip's mind as you were talking about the story about the rose, that every rose has its thorn. Mm. <laughs> 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 when will this? Is... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go go ahead, Philip. Go ahead. This is the the second um second uh, verse in the Bible, Genesis Exodus. So it's our second yeah. album. Yep. Wow. That's right. It's the second book. Second. Okay, book. There you go. Wow. Hey. Wow. God's providence. It's it's yep. there. We don't realize it sometimes. Right. Yeah. That's why I love working with you guys. I mean, it, you're just in tune with the spirit and you're following what he's putting before you to do. And it's just a real joy and a pleasure to be part of the winner's resurrection. The the guy behind the scenes sometimes <laughs> with winner's resurrection. I love you because you've gotten to hear the catnip scratch vocals. Yes. Uh, <laughs> very, very few people are allowed to hear that. Yes. <laughs> you never yes, know when we do the final version of Ancient Ones, there may be a cat meowing in there somewhere, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I like, where did that get put in? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, yes, uh, for those that don't know the inside joke, um, the scratch vocals that uh, that Robert does, um, they, they are scratch, uh, scratch vocals, and it's referred to as Meow Mix. So, <laughs> and Ted uh, H99 gives the thumbs up to Robert and the Winner's Resurrection crew. Thank you. Hey, when will the project be complete, and when can people get their, their uh, greasy little paws on, on a copy of Exodus? We, we really don't know. We, we have been going through and, and reviewing the songs and trying to refine the mixes, make sure there are any parts of it have to be retaken. Um, right now, our focus is rock fest. So we've kind of put it on the shelf and it depends on how things progress for us leading up rock fest. We might be able to get back in and lock it down and get it out. Um, if not, hopefully shortly after rock fest. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot cool. of thing to do. Practice yeah. Rockfest is a lot of work for not just the people behind the scenes, but it's a lot of work for the bands to be ready, um, not just musically, but spiritually as well to go on the stage. Uh, we were, we had a Rockfest prayer meeting the other night and uh, I, I did a video too a couple of days ago. And we've gone past the point of just calling it a concert or a festival. That's what people refer to it as because that's what they can understand it as. But it's so much more than that. It's it's a fellowship. Um, it's a time where you can come and get refreshed and you can bring people and just feel at peace. Uh, it's it's just really an amazing, amazing thing. You know, just a couple of days ago, too, um, 
Philip sent me a new demo that I listened to. It's called Fight to Survive. And I really appreciate this track because it's very similar to a lithospite that I just put out a couple day, uh, a couple weeks ago called Beware the Enchanter about how you can get tr- easily tripped up by the wiles of the enemy. Can you tell us a little bit about what Fight to Survive is about? Uh, sure. And when put together the vocals, uh, part of what I've tried to do in the past is sometimes the lyrics are blatantly religious and and sometimes we try to write them a little more vague because we we want our friends that are secular to get get drawn in and be able to get something out of it but in that um you can see there's definitely some references straight back to the bible that are biblical and then there's some that are more um inane i guess but um in that we kind of look at that that old saying of the hardest working man in showbiz or whatever that saying is, um, the devil doesn't take a day off. No, he doesn't. He's at it 24-7. And it is so easy to get caught up in in life and 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 everything going on to get lured into something. And so that fight to survive is while we're here on this earth, it's that constant. He's trying to tempt us. He's trying to lure us into something we shouldn't be into. Um, so it's that, that fight to survive. And I mean, for us, it's, it's this earthly realm that we're living in now, but we know that death is not the end. And hoping that maybe it draws some people in that are teetering in their faith or, or maybe even not faithful. Um, to, to get them to, to realize now's the time to fight for it because death is not the final thing. Jesus proved that. He said, that's not going to be the final answer, but we have to fight the the temptations and the, and just the, the vice of the world. And it's 24 seven. Yeah. Yeah. That's a daily constant battle. I've got, uh, I've got the demo here and I want to play it so that people can get a taste of it because I think this is a very important and timely message, especially for when we're living right now, because the world is getting more difficult to live in and more difficult to navigate. And it's so important to fight to survive. It's kind of like what Paul was saying about enduring to the end, uh, to receive the crown, to receive the prize. And this is fight to survive by winner's resurrection.
Wow, that was Fight to Survive by Winner's Resurrection. And, you know, we were just talking about Providence a few minutes ago, and we were talking about um, the Meow Mix and, and Cat Scratch and everything like that. Well, Callie is still with us from Fat Cat Painting. <laughs> and I could not resist because I saw her with her cat. Callie. <laughs> that is one of many, I understand, correct? Yes, there are four. <laughs> now, we do actually have a very fat cat. Do she you? Is about 22 pounds and about wow. 16 or 17 years old. Wow. Wow. This is my daughter's baby. Oh. We got, she, she got her last June, like four, four days before she left for three months to go visit her, or two months to go visit her dad. So. <laughs> and this is Callie from Fat Cat Painting. She's going to be with us at Get Revelation Rock Fest. Callie, what did you just think about that last track? That was really good. I really that enjoyed was... that one the most. <laughs> that kind of had a little bit of a Motley Crue shout at the devil yeah. vibe in it towards the end, <laughs> taking me back to my angsty days. Uh, was that intentional or did that just kind of happen? It just happened. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. There was no, no plan on our part on that one at all. Wow. I mean, it, it's a great track. It's just loaded with meat. Callie, thank you again for sticking with us tonight so we could bring you back on. And thank she's going to be with, thank you. She's going to be with us at uh, Get Revelation Rock Fest with Winner's Resurrection on May 13th at the Hanahan Amphitheater. And hey, don't forget this Saturday, I'm going to be out and about at Raw Coffee Company at 110 South Goose Creek Boulevard, Goose Creek, South Carolina. And you're going to be able to get two tickets cheaper than a dozen eggs, two for $10 only at raw coffee company, because you know what? We want to fill that place with people that are hungry for freedom, that are hungry for the gospel and hungry for God. There's a hungry world out there. That's why the heathen rage right now is because they're hungry and we've got, we've, we're going to be giving them the answer. The answer is not us but it's Jesus. And that's what Get Revelation Rock Fest is all about. And Callie's going to have some awesome art and things out there at her vendor table. And you're going to have to go see her. And uh, you're going to bring any of your cats so they can jam to the meow mix? <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> oh, no cat mosh pit? No, oh. Venom's been too much fun to turn it down and have attacking people. <laughs> a little goose here, she wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> and Teresa's weighing in. She says, absolutely love that second song. All of you are so talented. And here's the thing. That's the demo. That isn't even the finished product yet. So I can't wait to hear what the finished product is. Callie, thank you so much for sticking uh, sticking around with us. It's been, been fun tonight. Guys, we've talked a lot about uh, Get Revelation Rock Fest coming up. What are you looking forward to the most about being at the Hanahan Amphitheater on May 13th? For me, it's meeting the other bands. Yeah, fellowshipping yeah, yeah. with the other bands. We hated missing yeah. last last year, but that first year, I mean, some of those people I'm still in touch with, you know, every yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. Just incredible yeah. people. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That is that is so neat. The fellowship you can't you can't top the fellowship. What's happened is a family has come out of something that Philip and I were talking about at Pub Sixty One, and Ziggy kind of put a little bit of uh, oomph into saying, Hey, can we, can we really do this? And, uh, and here we are. I, it's hard for me to believe that it's our third 
year. Time flies by so quickly. And I'm so excited that Winner's Resurrection is going to be on the stage. Hey, before we close out tonight, um, how can people that are just became, becoming introduced to your music, how can they follow you? Where can they listen to some of the tracks from Providence? How can they get your previous album? Give us the deets. So we don't have an official website per se. Um, we are on Facebook. Um, we Our first release, Providence, is available on all the uh, major sites like uh, Spotify, iTunes, um, all those places, Apple Music, everything else. Um, we also have a page on Reverb Nation where you can hear like the demo versions of songs that haven't been released yet. Um, once Exodus is officially released, then the demo versions of those songs will come down. So if you want to hear hear them in a, a more infant stage of, of, you know, as they sit right now, then you could go to Reverb Nation and hear them. And we also have a page on a website called Mixed Exposure as well. So you could hear that, hear those songs on there as well. Awesome. And I believe if you go down into the links, if you're watching us on Facebook Live or on YouTube Live right now, if you go down into the description, I always do this and I think I did it. I think I did it. Um, the links uh, from Exposure and Reverb Nation are there. And hey, if you're watching us on YouTube, go ahead and like us and subscribe and ring the bell because that helps us beat that nasty thing called the algorithm and AI so that we can get this type of music out there so that people can find hope in the music and the message of the gospel that is that comes through the artistry of winner's resurrection guys it's been an absolute pleasure having you on we've got to close out for the evening do you have anything else that you'd like to share before we close out tonight just appreciate your support and yeah. everything you're doing thank you yeah, yeah. Well, I love all of you. Man. Thank you. Thank you very much. And until next time, people, peace out and rock on. Hey, I'm Jennifer Benson with the band Ignescent, and we're excited to be at the Hanahan Amphitheater on May 13th, 2023 for Get Revelation Rock Fest. See you there. Lithoscry.com Cool.